Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm Gucci. Living my best black life. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I have a five-year-old now and life is beautiful. Beautiful. Waiting to buy my Beyonce tickets. Same. (laughs) Still stressed. So guess what, Ashley? What's up? We are in Black History Month. Sure. Even though for you and I, being Black is a 365, (laughs) 24-7. Yeah. And I agree with. Seven days a week type of deal here. I saw the clip, old clip of Whitney and Bobby that they posted on the shade room. And Bobby said, I think we need years. I think every other year should be Black History (laughs) Year. I rarely agree with Bobby Brown, but I agree with him on that. And one. you know he he was probably high when he said that. He was they was definitely on something probably because they were both a little <laughs> turned up. Could have just been off of some sexual relations. That's a high as well. You never know. They were young and in love, Delora. They were young and in love, living their best lives. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny too because I don't remember seeing clips like that of her when I was younger, when I was like obsessed with her. So it's funny. You didn't that I watch see the Bobby Brown now. reality TV show? Yeah, but that was, I mean, we were older by then. Like my session was gone by then. I was mean, like when it? I was okay. when I was a kid and I was still obsessed with them. I was like, you know, she does drugs and stuff. I was like, no, she doesn't. I was adamant. I just knew because you know, kids know everything. I just knew. Of what do you supposed to do? Drugs? What? So it's 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 interesting that this stuff existed, but obviously there wasn't the internet the way that it is now. So right. I didn't know. I didn't see any of this stuff. Well, speaking of a person who was very famous <laughs> during that time, Eddie Murphy, we are recapping her ex. Yes, you people. It is a rom com available on Netflix, rated R. It's an hour and 58 minutes. Here's a quick summary. A new couple and their families reckon with modern love amid cultural clashes, societal expectations, and generational differences. Here's the cast. Eddie Murphy as Akbar, Woody Mohammed. I'm mad you threw the Woody in there. He would be so upset. It's Akbar, motherfucker. Whoa, EJ said, <laughs> yo mama named you Woody. <laughs> I'm <call> you Woody. <laughs> Jonah Hill as Ezra Cohen. Lauren London as Amira Mohammed. Julia Lewis-Dreyfus as Shelly Cohen. Mia Long as Fatima Mohammed. 
and David Duchovny as Arnold. This movie was directed by Kenya Burris, screenwriters Jonah Hill and Kenya Burris, which makes a lot of sense because I've, I've, I felt like there was a lot of improv going on. Producers Jonah Hill, Kenya Burris, and Kevin Meischer. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this film 43%. Everyday people, audience score, 40%. Google users gave this film 70%. Ashley, what's your grade for you people? I am right on the same wave as Google users today. It is a C for me. And so the first 30 minutes of this film, I laughed at the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. But all in all, I did not love this film. But I did love this cast. Especially enjoyed seeing my girl, Lauren London, step out and pop up on my screen enjoy her so much but the movie itself uh yeah it wasn't one of the best I'm sorry and um the whole kumbaya of it all just (laughs) I think I think um I don't want to say through me but it was definitely very puffy fluffy way to resolve this these issues in my opinion and also Let's be honest, Lauren London and Jonah Hill, they seem like homies, but they don't seem like lovers. So that's my two cent, Delora. What about you? You and I are are on the same page. When I first started this film, a lot of it was funny. Not at the very beginning, and we'll talk about that, but him at the synagogue, even Eddie Murphy, he had moments that were hilarious, but I think they didn't get to the heart of the topics. I feel like they were so busy trying to exploit the differences that it just seems like a clumsy way of showing how an interracial couple come together. That is just absolutely, I wouldn't say it's unrealistic, but it, it was a lot. It was a lot. They were doing too much. I felt like that fluffy ending was them trying to make it all better and they didn't fool nobody. So I gave this movie a C as well. All right. With that being said, let's get into spoiler alert. We have two young people. We have Ezra and Amira, both trying to find their way in their careers as well as love. Ezra comes from a strong Jewish family. It's so funny. I don't know much about Judaism, but the one thing that I I did know was that you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery with tattoos. And so that banter between him and his mother about his tattoos was actually kind of funny for me. It's hilarious. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be dead. Respectfully. I'm telling you, those, those uh, first 30 minutes were hilarious. Even with him and his sister going back and forth. Yes. Hilarious. It, she's like, you look like a dad who lost his kid at Coachella. Mm-hmm. You look like the principal for a Jewish version of Hogwarts. Oh, hilarious. But you can tell Ezra is very much ingrained into the culture. It was giving me... Um, I love how everybody kept saying the culture. 
what culture are we talking about specifically, sir? Black culture? Why are you just calling it the culture? But our culture has always been referenced as the culture. Not by white people. Not as far as I knew. I didn't know they just said the culture when they talk about our culture. I thought they said black culture. Like we say the culture because we're black. This is coming to me now. But do you remember that movie from the early 2000s about the rich white boy who wanted to hang out with the black folks. Tay Diggs was a actor who was acting like a thug. Malibu's most wanted. Oh my God. With Jamie, what's his name? Jamie Kennedy? Yes. And I think Regina <laughs> Hall is in that too. What a time to be alive. What a time. But I'm not gonna lie, Ezra was giving me those vibes just a little bit though, because it's like you had nothing to do with the culture outside of having maybe one black friend and liking sneakers like <laughs> i wish they had delved a little bit more into like hit maybe his childhood where he went to school like all of that would have added layers on to not make it seem like he was just a poser i have to be honest i didn't take him as being a poser i really did take it as sincerity but in reality if i were to meet a Ezra I wouldn't know which way to take it right I don't know how you grew up I don't know about your upbringing so did you just come to this at 35 years old and suddenly want to start dressing like us and talking like us and listening to hip-hop music or did you as we talked about those formative years when you go to school who your social circle is all of that yes. informs obviously your tastes and how you who you become when you grow up but you know one of the most shocking things to me about this what based on how he is i'm shocked that he was not already always pursuing black women right exactly right that's a good point. The fact that this is his first Black girlfriend does seem to be a bit of a shock. I also put in my notes that he was giving me Chad Hanks vibes at one point. <laughs> Not Chad. <laughs> Not Chad. They missed They missed a golden opportunity. Where was his cameo? Where was Chad Hanks' cameo? They have their meet-cute. Whenever we talk about a wonderful rom-com, we always love to talk about chemistry and meet-cutes. So... For this particular story, he thought she was an Uber driver. She, in fact, was not. It was funny (laughs) when she was like, oh, you think we all look alike? And he was like, but you do. (laughs) She did. Whoever the actress was that they got that picture of, I was like, I've never seen anybody who looks like Lauren London like this before. They did a great job. But also when he was like, um, this is not a racism. I was like, yes! a racism? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then when he was like, should we do a 23andMe situation? Seriously. My question to you is, what were your thoughts on this meet cute? And would you have agreed to drive him after knowing it was all a mistake. I would have had to have been attracted to him at that point, I guess, to want to continue this weird series of events. And that's not the vibe I got. I just got, you know, she was lost. And so she just took him up on his offer to help her get to where she was going. I guess it's also a level of desperation. That could have been another thing because LA traffic is terrible. If you needed to get to a gig and you're already running late, then I might have gone ahead. That's another thing. Let me not lie. Because desperation could have called for you to be like, okay, stranger, but it seemed a little odd again because Stranger Danger and Black people, we don't play that usually. 
We so do not know. I, I, eh, it depends on the set of circumstances, I guess, is my answer. Um, how did I feel about the meet cute? It was funny. I thought her reaction was spot on. Like, I feel like I Lauren London was just being Lauren London yeah. <laughs> in that moment. Like, get the fuck out of my car. Help. Danger. What is happening? This random white man has gotten in my back seat. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really funny. But again, there are certain romantic comedies or whatever that there's still a level of like chemistry you get immediately in a scene yeah. like that and like a vibe. Nah. But then I heard Lauren London say this was low-key how they met in real life. Yes. Which is funny. It Very. added a layer of humor after the fact. But I just, I just, I wasn't catching the vibes, Delora. What'd you think? I mean, not all love stories look the same, right? We have covered some really great romances with like intense chemistry. But this was just very chill, very L.A., very like you're my best friend turned lover situation. And and that's how I interpret it. If she like it, you know, I love it. I love it. it. <laughs> I, I did that's know. That's shady, though. <laughs> I did know towards the end, in particular, Jonah had some really beautiful eyes. I'll give him that. You know, I saw that on Twitter a lot. People were like, have his eyes always been this blue or are they CGI'd yeah. for this movie? I don't Lighting. recall. And I will say that mustache and beard saved his life. Because, I mean, if he didn't have that beard and mustache, I would have a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even about, I guess, just about the physical for me. That's, that's no, not no. really. And I'm not trying to say he's not attractive, but I, I liked him with the mustache and beard. No, I hear you. I'm just saying for me, in terms of when I'm thinking about their vibe, I know there was a lot of discussion on these internets about, oh, he would never be at a bag of chick like Lauren London, which I don't think is probably actually accurate because we I don't as think so women either. find a lot of facets of a person Especially attractive. <laughs> exactly. You know, Take the funny my panties. Dudes. No, just the, wait. <laughs> First of all, you know I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you have that girl. How do you think Pete Davidson gets all the ladies? I mean, That's it's all a I'm fact that so many comedians I see the the levels up of their significant others is is something, but it's not even that. It's just again, it's a vibe. Like you can't explain it till you see it. You can't explain it until you feel it. But I'm just gonna go initial, ahead and say it. It's an initial thing. When watching her in this film, I was thinking a lot about her real life. Exactly. They played a Nipsey Hussle song right yes. after this scene. So how can yes. I detach yes. from her and Nipsey Hussle and the love story that we all know about in real life? Exactly. And part of me also feels like we got what we got. This is, I think, her first project after... Um, Except for the one with her and Michael B. Jordan, where... Uh, he was in the soldier uh, yes that was i think literally the very first one she ever agreed to go back to okay. he talked but about she had a much she... smaller role right yes yeah it wasn't she wasn't it, it wasn't a star turn the way that it is now so this is her right. first expanded role which kenya talks about like she doesn't do anything so it was an honor they right. say she was harder to get than eddie murphy to agree to do this really movie. yeah so kenya said yeah i believe it Let's talk about this podcast, The Mo and Easy Show. The movie starts off with them bantering, volleying off of each other, mm -hmm. talking about America's first Black president. And I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> like it not one bit. You ain't like Brock, the idea of Brock doing a little gay stuff when he's on coke? It just seems so unnecessary. <laughs> like, 
who talks like this? And then I thought it was hilarious because it's so absurd. <laughs> it's so absurd. And Mo is the biggest instigator of all time, by the way. Like, I really enjoyed Sam J, though. I wasn't familiar with Sam J before this movie. And I was like, I'm about to watch her stand up special now. Like, I enjoyed her humor. Would you listen to this particular podcast? That's a good question that I didn't even think about. Maybe. I mean, I think that they seem like they were engaging. And again, I enjoy Sam now that I've gotten a chance to hear her and, and hear her humor and all of that. So probably I would I would check it out if someone had recommended it to me, because one thing about podcasts is sometimes you don't know the ones you don't know about. So yes. I would definitely give this one a listen. But I have to say, y'all need to put some respect on podcasting in this film because they was trying to play podcasting. Like, this is not a that profession. was one of my questions. <laughs> I'm like, the way they were shitting on podcasts. Girl. Girl. Like it's some little hobby over there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Is it really that hard out here in these streets like i've never gotten anybody to react to me in any type of negative way when i told them i have a podcast right like they'll be like oh cool they'll be like what is it about i'm like don't expect npr okay uh <laughs> that is <laughs> not what we do here that's not what we do here but but even yeah. still, there's a difference between like oh i have a podcast that i enjoy and i do versus this is my career there be, being a podcaster is also a career like very much true also yeah. something to do for a living so granted the date he went on was a young lady who had just gotten what her phd from harvard or something like that so one could say she may be looking for a different type of man which okay yeah but don't shit on podcasting but is it me or were they trying too hard with what? With the podcast? With their conversation and topics on their podcast. I mean, it was very curated, right? Like it was very much written, you know, a script that you pulled that conversation out of versus probably as free flowing as we may be used to but from a lot of the podcasts we listen too hard to. It's like, why are we talking about our first president and gay stuff? Like, why are we even painting this picture? I... <laughs> I thought it was funny. You honest. thought it was funny. Yes, I feel it like was ridiculous. A, a 70 year old woman with clutching him, your pearls, JFK and Martin Luther King on my wall, clutching my pearls, saying, No, you did not. I thought it was hilarious. I bet Barack would laugh at that. Even them talking about him, the cigarettes, the brand of cigarettes he smoked and stuff. Like, that was hilarious. Hilarious. My favorite back and forth between the two wasn't even on air. It was them describing what type of Drake yes. he was. <laughs> I mean, everything from the Views Drake to CLB Drake, which is my least favorite Drake, by the way. Yeah. Talking about, you're a Pusha T, but I need more of a future. Yeah. But when she said Houston, Atlanta, Vegas Drake with no beard, that took me out, Ashley. And a big upper lip. <laughs> I was going to say, again, I feel like these conversations were a platform for Sam's comedy and humor. I almost feel like it's like Ke Kevin Hart at the beginning of his career. He so often played that sidekick character, but yes. it was to allow him to get his jokes off, I feel like. So I feel yeah. like that's who she was in this movie, just getting her jokes off. This is completely unrelated, but I have to ask you, is Drake cosplaying or is he evolving? The hell if I know. I <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't you know, know dude like that. A huge <laughs> debate about him and how he like literally code switches out of all the environments. If you really think about it, all of them. I feel like Drake just enjoys uh, the public perceptions that are out there about him, right? He just plays into things and likes to, you know, have a good time. I mean, he has he's filthy rich now. His stamp on you know, music is solidified at this point. So yes. I think he just has a good time with the hairstyles. I saw a video earlier the talking about POV. The yeah, POV. You had a party with Drake and you see Drake, there's this white dude and Drake like puts yes. his finger in his drink, slaps him, slaps the cup out of his hand. Like I think Drake just has a good time. I think he just be out here living his best life. That's really what I think. Don't take yourself that seriously. So the relationship between Ezra and Amira grows. It's not love unless you have matching sneakers, Ashley. I've never done that. Have you done that? I have not. No, I'm not a big matchy matchy person, but I used to be so against it when I was younger because I was anti everything. But now I kind of <laughs> was like, oh, maybe it might be kind of cute every once in a while or something. I don't know. I never say never because I feel like I get really gung-ho about something and then I end up doing it in subsequent years. But I've I've never really gravitated towards the let's wear the same outfit or same outfit, different colors and all that. Like, I still want to be an individual within this relationship. But yeah, have fun. Maybe if it was like, did you see the picture, the couple who did the pictures, like the weird, they went to like JCPenney or one of those and did like a bunch of weird poses for like couple pictures. Like there was a joke. I knew no. it then. It was oh. Rid- oh, I'll send it to you. It was hilarious and ridiculous. Definitely want to see that. Six months later, she meets the parents. The story is oldest time. Like, guess who's coming to dinner? Obviously, with a 2023 twist. Speaking of funny, when she was literally going down the list, like, oh, your hair, your nails, look at your dress. And he was like, look at her earlobes. Like, I loved it because he was calling her out on her shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love those two. She was definitely the stereotypical white woman. I'm meeting as if I'm meeting the first black person I've ever had a real conversation with in my life. It's like no one asks you to lie about your relationship with a person of color. Like Lapita works for you. You don't have to be like sisters because yeah. she works She's for like you. Family. This isn't like a job for her. He was like, I think this is like a job for her. Dude, she hasn't run to Whole Foods for you for free. So have you ever had this experience when you interact with white people and they just try to drum up the first black person that comes to mind just to have a conversation with you? I have had so many cringy moments. If I look back over the course of especially my career, Um, I remember I was introduced when I was an intern as a young lady bebopping around the halls. I've been I've definitely been called sassy and I don't consider myself that at all. I've had a lot of the microaggressions too passionate. I've had a lot of those things. But as a whole, I mean, I think we all have experienced them. We can all point to moments, but I have yet to experience it in this intimate of a setting. Thankfully, yet to experience it where somebody's like someone I'm trying to get to know parent or anything like that has said anything like this to me. I'm surprised they didn't name her Karen. Um, (laughs) Don't do Julia Lewis Dreyfus like that. That's why. Can't do Julia Lewis Dreyfus like that. I bet she had a ball with this though. Ashley, do you think her back was hurting? (laughs) Please explain. Because she carried this movie for me. (laughs) 
I mean, she is the Julia Lewis Dreyfus. She did so. more for me than even Eddie Murphy, frankly. <sighs> I can't. His say jokes that. were too much for me. Like I didn't like when he was in the restaurant talking about, oh being the darkest nappiest person in the room like who has those conversations oh there's definitely people who have those conversations that's for sure but he i I thought he was funny when he was talking about what did he say something like i'm hating the world more and more every day like that made me laugh out loud (laughs) and then when he was with his wife before they met ezra and he was saying you know your white granddaddy that's the reason why he sprinkled sprinkled that in there and got my babies like this and got them this light skin and got her she's confused in the head you know what i'm saying like things like that the confusion yeah the confusion (laughs) like things those things made me crack up laughing but they were equal a little bit to me because of the roles they played and kind of the banter that they both were able to have jonah heel his interactions with people carried this movie for me like jonah heel did it jonah heel cracked me up so many times even with his interruptions with his facial expressions with everything like jonah hill was the one who really made it worthwhile for me so Comedy the thing wise. about jonah hill is obviously i find him funny i think the funniest for me was definitely 21 jump street 21 and 22 jump street his chemistry with channing tatum is legendary frankly he also had a black girlfriend in that one too 22 street look at him (laughs) um (laughs) but while i was watching it i was like this is the same kid from super bad yes man super bad was hilarious at the time granted i'm sure if i rewatch it now i'll be like this is very problematic but at the time and it introduced us to emma I love yes. that movie. I do too. Exhibit, really? So the last time you saw a black person do anything was Pimp My Ride. Is that right? Basically. I just wonder what it'd be like if it was the flip side. Like, what if you talked about that one Jewish person you knew? Yo. Or, that, you know, or I just go up to him and be like, you know what? I love Seinfeld. Just so you know. Genius. <laughs> and I just left the conversation. <laughs> friends every thursday night (laughs) you know who you look like (sighs) what's that one white woman's name you know who i'm saying you know you guys know who i'm talking about right that one white woman from that one really popular show back in the day oh rachel rachel did you get that before rachel you look just like no monica no she actually looks like monica guys because obviously all the white women of that show look exactly the same that's the point Y'all don't understand. It's ridiculous. Like when me and Delora talked about the fact that we get mistaken for black women who look nothing like us. Nothing. nothing. And that's a norm. A norm. Speaking to the relationship between Ezra and Amira, they're always willing to make things work. So I talked about the introduction, Ezra meeting Amira's parents for the first time. I don't know why he thought it was a good idea to meet them without her for the first time like that doesn't make any sense he was just so gung-ho about proposing that he didn't think it through i mean speaking of his banter how do you go from jesus to forrest gump (laughs) to malcolm x the goat (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was just thinking, like, do we really refer to Malcolm X as biracial? I don't think so. I don't <gasps> think so. I don't think, think anyone so. thinks of it that way. But Eddie Murphy's line, though, was priceless. He was like, so do you hang out in the hood all the time for our food and women? Exactly. Nia Long. It's a valid question. And honestly, that's probably what got me to watch this movie in the first place. That trailer. When he said that, I was like, oh, I need to know what's happening here. But it's also that so accurate to me, cultural representation of how she interacted with his parents when she first met them versus him. The level of comfort when she meets his mother, she calls her Miss Shelley because we don't refer to our elders just off top by their first names that's right? a great point it has yes. to be even at our big ages even people that are i'm not that much younger than if i met you as a child i still call you miss or mister absolutely yes. and so then you see when he meets her parents and he's just like what's up how are you guys tell me how how you're doing how's work like yeah i don't know you yeah put some respect on this interaction and calm yourself down a little bit it was that was very accurate to me in my opinion, justifies Art Bark's reaction to him initially too, because he's like, you're coming to ask my daughter's hand in marriage, but you, you never met me. You take me out to lunch at Roscoe Chickens and what, like, how do you even know I like this? Like, you know, because that could be also viewed as making assumptions as well. Yeah. Whereas for him, it's probably like, but this is where I, I, I love this place. Like, this is where I like to come, <laughs> but we don't know you. Ezra. Very true. This relationship is pretty fast, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? So they meet. Yes, it was fast. They meet, hang out with each other. They have their, you know, one-on-one time before they meet the parents. They meet each other's parents. They get engaged. They buy a house. And he quits his job to pursue his dream as a full-time podcaster. A lot is going on and the pressure is mounting. One of the things about about the relationship that I really appreciated was they were always able to somehow come back together and regroup. I think it's supposed <laughs> to show just like Harry and Meghan <laughs> that there was a foundation there that helped to always bring them back to center even when you have the noise of the outside world that's especially your immediate family that's causing conflict and turmoil and all of that. So that was nice, nice to see, but man, this would be a lot for anybody. And I was like, especially the extremes of the cultural differences in this case and of the, uh, not just cultural, religious, religious, the religious would be huge. So that epic dinner between the families. So in their one-on-one conversation, they realized the family was going to be their biggest obstacle. So they decided to bring them together. And the conversation was off the walls. What I will give them credit for is that no one yelled at each other, technically, even after the Kofi was set on fire. I wish they would have brought those receipts out of the purse. First of all, she was like, baby, can you get my purse? I need to get my slave receipt. <laughs> I wanted to know what she had. <laughs> Please. That had me rolling. But, you know, I think the whole conversation between Black people and Jewish people, everyone making a dig at each other. I, I found it interesting that when it came down to the argument, Amir's parents' Blackness was ultimately 
forefront, even over the faith part compared to the conversations that were going towards Ezra's family, which was predominantly around Judaism or, you know, their faith. And Mm. I found that to be really interesting. Did you notice that? I didn't until you just said that. But I think that, again, makes a lot of sense probably and speaks to the way that maybe that perception is in, in real life when it comes to the fact that as Black people, we're always made to be hyper aware and hyper conscious of our blackness, whereas whiteness is not a thing that they're conscious of and are reminded of on a regular basis because they're not othered in the same way, even Jewish white people, because yeah. obviously Judaism is a faith. It is it's also mm-hmm. an identity and a racial identity for a lot of people based on history and all the obviously atrocities that happened. So uh, I'm sure it was intentional, but I mean, it's great that you picked picked up on it because it's not really something I noticed. Maybe just because I'm too used to it, so I don't even I don't even think about it. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. So Ezra and Mara decided to come together again after that disastrous dinner. Their solution is to spend more time with each other's family individually. We have Ezra hanging out with Arbark, and we have Amira hanging out with Shelly. These interactions were hilarious. The niggas in Paris bit had me rolling Ashley. He was like, so so who's in Paris? Why do you like this song so, so much? <laughs> it's pretty controversial to have left Kanye's music, Kanye-associated music in this film. You think so? Yeah. Can I watched an interview. I watched like half of an interview um, that Kenya did with FM 97 or 97 FM, something like that with Ebro, Laura, and like Rod, Rosenberg. Rosenberg. He spoke about the fact that for a minute it was an issue because they shot this three years ago. So Three years ago? Yeah. So once all the stuff with Kanye... Kyrie, all that stuff started happening. Obviously, it became, especially between Jewish and Black communities, it became a bigger thing. And I guess he said it's for a minute, there was a discussion about pulling Kanye's music. He was like, no, I'm not going to censor the music. You know, there's a separation between art and artists. And if that's the case, take Yeezus, the documentary, down, or Genius, rather, um, take that down, X, Y, and Z. So, Given that it's coming out now, I felt like that was still a pretty controversial, like I wondered how some people felt about it or took it just because of what's happened now. You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because in my mind, I still understand why they decided to keep this particular song. Mm -hmm. For the relevancy of the scene. Yes. But it's also our perception is going to be different possibly than some others who take issue with the things he said. I mean, not that we don't, but I'm saying have a more direct impact by the things he said. To the black community, to the Jewish community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. (sighs) Shelly out here singing that one black song that she knows (laughs) in that car. Did you think Ezra knew how to play basketball? No, I thought he was going to embarrass him too, but I was pleasantly surprised that he was not able to. Because again, this goes back to, I don't feel like we got enough context about how Ezra really Who grew he up. Is, yes. Yeah, and like what informed him to be how he is. And it comes obviously, the, what they try to portray from a genuine place. So I liked that he was able to um, show up and show out even after being taken to a barbershop where he could have been killed. 
Because he could have been killed, let's be honest. He really could. He really could. I love this scene, too, because my dad, he's a basketball player. He played basketball, went to college, wanted to go pro. And all my life, he's he was on the heavier side, right? So still very tall, thick. Whenever he would show up to a basketball court to want to, like, play, nobody really looked at him. Like, ah, he can't play. He's too heavy, you know, or whatever. And then he makes that first bucket. <laughs> Show him dad. Like, Show him dad. Who needs to run? You're going to shoot it mm-hmm. from any part of this court. And oh, so I you're saying to- he's Steph Curry out here. <laughs> the chef, right? Buckets. That always tickles me. It's like, you can never, you can never underestimate. Although... I watched so much basketball growing up. I have a real talent on identifying like who can actually play and who can't. Because sometimes those guys, the guys with the best gear usually can't play. That's just a, a cheat they code. out there to look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but that tickled me and it reminded me of that. So, hi, dad. I'm sure I'll get a kick out of that. The families are doing too much, Ashley. They're out here making plans for this wedding without consulting the couple they have two wedding planners making decisions on who's going to lead the wedding it's a lot do you think the parents should have known better or is it the kids responsibility to bring them together and make a plan the last part we're they're grown they're adults these are not children these are their parents but they are not children but the parents are making plans hiring people not even consulting i would so not show up that's how I maybe that's my personality though. Everyone's not like that. Some people will be much more accommodating, but I'm of the mentality where as an adult, people can have the best laid plans they want to. Y'all go ahead and plan a whole wedding. Y'all want to pay for it? Bet you I go ahead and elope because this is this is their day. This is their function. Why they're letting their parents have such a say. I don't know, having Tron suits or whatever he was suggesting. Only 40, though. So if you got more than 40 guests, I don't know what y'all about Did to do. Did you notice all the alum from Blackish of and Grownish? Of course. Of course. It wouldn't be a Kenya Bears production if he put people on and have them in here. I was convinced some of the sets were from Blackish. I'm like, their bedroom gave me major Blackish vibes, mm. as well as the dining room for uh, Shelly and Arnold's house. That did kind of look like, like a Blackish set a little bit. I mean, I'm sure the aesthetic is one that Kenya enjoys. They also talked about some of the references to, um, in one of the interviews I watched, to Eddie Murphy's film. So, like the barbershop remind them of coming yes. to America. Yes. And then the dinner table of the clumps. Or Nutty Professor. Oh, I get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their relationships keep taking hits, Ashley, because they go on their bachelor and bachelorette parties with their future in-law. I loved all the cameos. Yeah. They were amazing. Carisha was hilarious. <laughs> it was wonderful to see everybody for sure. Should Arbark have been at that bachelor party in of Vegas? Of course not. Of course not. Who wants their father, the future father-in-law to tag along on your last hurrah as a single man? He knew exactly what he was doing. His intention was 
to shit on his good time and he succeeded i really did enjoy amira's brother omar he was so funny and i think he's cute too like he's just so funny Mm -hmm. that bachelorette party how do you get again niggas from dancers (laughs) i didn't even see how she snatched old girl's wig off her head either it was a disaster now why she invited that that's the stark difference too right why is it that she would want her future mother-in-law to come on her bachelorette weekend and then Ezra completely being mortified, obviously, because he was about to do some coke and and some other things Strippers. at his bachelor party. <laughs> and I think that's real, too, the differences between the shenanigans sometimes between bachelor and bachelorette parties. When women be like, for a bachelor party, I went and made I made pottery. Yeah, or went to the spa, which is ideal. I was like, you went... And made pottery for your bachelorette? Is that Actually, what people do? Actually, do you want flying dicks at Maybe. your bachelorette? Maybe. <laughs> Let's get a little weird. Maybe. <laughs> I've never even been to a male review yet. So, Me you know. Me either. <gasps> Should we do the Thunder from Down Under? Is that the name of a show? In Vegas? Oh. Yes. See, I was thinking like the Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah. He also has a review too. I don't know if he, you know, put them out of business. I haven't looked at Vegas in a long time, but I've never attended a male review either. So yeah, I'm just saying, don't let the guys have all the fun. Let's get a little weird. I'm not saying you should sleep with the strippers. No. The night before never. your wedding or any of those things, people. Don't I'm just be saying, like Mario Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, let's have a little fun. You because remember that his first wife? Of course, I do. With the Dorit, with my girl from Doritos commercials and um from Felicity, but yep. I I just don't know if pottery would be the way to go for me. But she, the the I mean, Shelly was a disaster, as one should imagine when she's completely out of her element and her Completely. poor daughter just sitting there like I apologize for my mother. Shelly definitely gives me. I would have voted for obama for a third term for sure (laughs) so does that mean she secretly wants to take over our bodies i'm not going that far but i definitely was referencing that that line came up multiple times in my head while watching this film just checking that's my next step now it's like how much do you love us you love us so much you want to be us (laughs) clocked it checked it you're so funny the pressure is mounting and Amir didn't get the job and she's upset that Ezra offered to call somebody on her behalf. Do you think that was reasonable? Should she have accepted his help? I don't know. That was a funny scene though. Cause I was like, she really pissed that you're trying to use your white privilege to help her. I don't know if I would have reacted in the same way, but I get the sentiment that she felt like at the uh, engagement party or whatever it was when I forget who said it, like, oh, let's cheers to our newfound generational wealth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Tima said that. Yeah, it's just, it, it's a different way of thinking and, and being after, you know, especially the environment that Amira grew up in and her parents and all of that. I, I understood why she felt somewhat offended, especially because she's been doing her damn thing all this time. She hasn't needed a handout or needed anybody's help in her career. But would I have passed up that opportunity? 
I don't no. know, Laura. I don't know. I don't know. It's a firm. No, you can't do everything by yourself. I mean, that's the one thing that in our community, we complain about having to start over more times than not, right? If you have access, the whole point of people going to Harvard and MIT at the end of the day is not solely about the education. It is about the networking. It is. I mean, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. I just think we we obviously take it differently because we know the struggle and we know the hardships and yeah. But you all are supposed to be a partnership. And if he has something in his, you know, resources that could help you, why not? That's all I'm trying to say. Why are you going against the grain? Let's go with the flow, baby. Go with the flow. <laughs> Take advantage of this white man is what you said. Because I'm tired. I am tired. I don't want to be Jason going up C. the hill when, when I can catch a ride. No. <laughs> got it oh my gosh their relationship come to head at this freaking rehearsal dinner it was so sad like i it's supposed to be a fun time in your life and you have people giving these trash ass speeches talking about storming the capitol and vaccines making you gay those (laughs) are the moments where i would have questioned heavily question if if i could have really done that i'd be like oh i gotta, I gotta be, be together these, i gotta be around these people for the rest of my life but see because he, he it is a you are friends. marrying their family yeah, right he was just a friend though so i'm like friends can y'all can go y'all could go but arnold's go. still talking about freaking exhibit but eddie murphy's speech was so unnecessary it was giving crazy rich asians for me mm, good reference you will never be good, good enough. enough what did you think about them confronting their parents their future in-laws oh amira's was good right i liked hers more than ezra's too i yeah I yeah agree. because amira again and even in terms of their dynamic with each other's families amira had been the less vocal she had been the yes. more respectful in my opinion and it just came to I a head agree. it was like i'm so tired of this of you it was almost like you're fetishizing me and fetishizing yes. my blackness and my exoticness or whatever it is you think because remember one of the things the mom said is oh we're, i'm gonna have black grandchildren we're the future yeah, future yep yep you know what i immediately thought of in that moment would that have been a better response from the royal family yeah because guess what they would have protected her and used her oh well that sounds awful mm-hmm. but yeah that's rough because <laughs> <laughs> they would have used her i mean it's kind of like that black person you know you know what it's like being the only black person in rooms during black history month everyone wants to look at you on what to do for programming what to talk about <laughs> it's like i'm here and i think this is what the conversation is about it's like you let my race per- perceive me in you knowing me mm-hmm. who I am. I, am. I have likes and dislikes. We might actually have a lot in common and I so happen to be black and you so happen to not be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you would never get there when you just automatically try to think of 
what's black? Who's black? Right. I bet you, you know, that person too, don't you? Well, that's why I use the Seinfeld example, because imagine if all that I ever do when I try to find relatability with you is bring up something that has something to do with only one aspect of who you are or what you look like or what your sexual orientation is or any of those things. Like I am a human being first. Try to get to know me on just a basic human level. Have a conversation. Do we have anything in common? Maybe we both like Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Maybe we both like basketball. Maybe we both like the same ice cream. I don't know. I'm just throwing out random things. Point is, they never even tried to get to know either of them, either yes. side of the family, either Agreed. of these individuals as just people. And especially get to know them as a couple. Yes. Maybe you would have more respect for their union if you actually got a chance to see them in action. Agreed. Can love conquer all, Ashley? Because they ultimately broke up. No, I don't think love conquers all. Honestly, I think there are obstacles that get in the way and not even just obstacles. Life can get in the way. But in this case, it was unfortunate for them because it was almost one of those things of like, we should have shielded ourselves from this. We should have just lived our lives separate, gotten married, did what we wanted to do. And then maybe on occasion, we'll hang out with the fam because it was a disaster. A disaster. Three months later, I like to call this part of the movie, The Parent Trap. (laughs) (laughs) Akbark and Shelly saw the error of their ways and they tricked their son and daughter to go pick up some kicks at culture. This is the kumbaya moment that you said that you did not enjoy. No, it was rough. This surprised wedding. With that CGI kiss at the end, I am convinced that was CGI'd. Well, the, I think this was the first time we saw them kiss. There were pecs, but that was a lingering, linger, camera linger. And I was it like, It was definitely closed mouth, too. And it looked CGI. Like, I swear to y'all, if you go back you and rewind. You don't think they actually kiss? I don't know what happened. If you go back and rewind, that it is not, it looks CGI. Just just go back and it's look at it more time. It's so big that it looks like their face touched each other. It could be, but I'm telling you, I felt this from my first and second watch. And then I heard Rachel Lindsay say she felt the same when they did a live what? airing and watch of it on Higher Learning Pod. And I was like, okay, so it's not just me. I am convinced it looks CGI. It did not look like it really happened. I was like, maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was still COVID. And she was like, I'm not really about to kiss him. So just go ahead and CGI us together. What are your final thoughts on you people? Like I said, I love the cast. Shout out to Lauren London's hair stylist, hairdresser. I, I was have here that for on my all too. the looks. The makeup and the hair was on point. All the Mia? looks. I still want to do that last like multi-braid style. Part of me feels like I'm going to look too childish if I do it, but I'm tempted to try it. So I mean, she's older than you, so why not? She is. She is, but sometimes I'll be looking childish, and I just don't like looking like a little kid. So, but it was super cute, and again, funny moments throughout. Um, Not my favorite movie, not my favorite vehicle for any of these particular actors, but I loved seeing kind of them all come together. 
mm-hmm. and see what what would happen. There was some there was some fun fun times throughout this feature. So, Lauren, lot- keep your head up, baby. Yes, yes, yes. To me, there was just a lack of um, attention to detail for this movie. That I mean, this movie could have been a home run, but you know, I feel I like feel guess like- who. Remember, guess who? Well, I was gonna get there. I have a list of interracial relationship movies that I feel like have done this better. <laughs> yeah, guess who? Was a, and I was like, and Bernie Mac, like, yes. So, guess who came out in two thousand and five? My personal all-time favorite that we might actually have to recap is uh, two of them, but the first one, my big fat. Greek wedding came out in 2002. Love, 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 love. But what but I will say you is don't eat no eat meat. meat. Yes. Uh, that is my favorite, favorite line. Uh, yes! I make lamb. <laughs> it's okay. I, mean I lamb. make lamb. <laughs> I love it. But they really don't showcase his family that much. But I think they try to make the fact that her family was just so big and so, you know, loud, so to speak, that, yeah, the cultural differences were definitely stark, but love that movie. But my personal fave, Something New. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about chemistry. Talk about chemistry. Man, they did have bomb chemistry. So that's what I'm saying. It's there. It's real. It can happen. He made me it fall in happen. love with landscape architecture off that movie. I'm going to be honest. But we didn't really get a chance to see his family as much. We only saw her family. So that's the only caveat for that particular movie. But overall, I feel like they clumsily navigated through racial differences in relationships because it it was a lot it was a lot but there were definitely funny moments and I loved everyone on the cast so I it was something special in that regard the hair and makeup was fabulous the cameos were a lot of fun and it's great to see Eddie Murphy you know come out again one of the things that he said in a recent interview and i totally agree is why doesn't donkey have his own movie oh from shrek funnier (laughs) than puss in boots and puss in boots got series and movies i never even watched that movie so racism that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) they knew donkey was a black man they said "Mm -mm." was it difficult for you to believe in akbar's character Knowing that Eddie Murphy is with a white woman. It's funny you say that because I Googled him today because I was like, isn't Eddie Murphy in real life with a white woman? But I couldn't remember as I was watching the movie and then I confirmed. But it did not impact my ability to watch this because Eddie Murphy is an actor. And the depiction he's portraying is a real life version of people that I've met. So in that regard, it had no bearing whatsoever on the believability for me. But one thing that did add believability for me, or at least a layer of like relatability, is the fact that Lauren London's parents are these people. 
her father's yes, Jewish, Jewish and black. mother's black. Yes. So I thought that was like very nice in terms of a touchstone of like, yeah, that makes sense. This happens. This story. It has happened exactly <laughs> plenty of times before. I'm glad that you say that about Eddie Murphy being an actor, but this is definitely the most militant character I think he's been. I don't recall him ever being this black <laughs> for lack of better term well i mean except for when he was an african prince and coming I mean, to america but he was being himself but yeah. not not i get what you're saying i'm just saying like he was militant he was from zamunda and he was <laughs> not that he couldn't have still chosen a white woman when he came to sow his royal oats but true no i get what you're saying he definitely was a pro-black character and i don't think we've ever seen him play necessarily somebody who is staunchly pro-black yes that's accurate all right well if there's nothing else time for hitting gins ashley i have three plus an honorable mention today so let's get into it first one shotgun wedding amazon prime i remember hearing about this being in production and i didn't realize it was going to be another amazon drop i thought this was going to be a feature film coming out in theaters so i was pleasantly surprised when it showed up to get a whole new leading man for that role too yep (laughs) this film is about a couple who gather for the ultimate destination wedding but when the wedding party is taken hostage the couple have to figure out how to save them now this is very shallow but J-Lo and Josh Jumel is the caliber of good-looking togetherness that I need because I still feel some type of way about her and Owen Wilson from Marry Me. I'm just going to be honest, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not believable for me. Okay? We went down this road before about the our favorite, not necessarily eye, non-eye candy leading men, but like endearing leading men. I, and I think Mark Ruffalo is probably up there. Mark Ruffalo's up there. Owen Wilson for me is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you I was shallow. I apologize. Shout out to Lenny Kravitz, by the way, for expanding on his acting chops in this film. Really enjoyed Did we get abs? Time. Did we get abs? Girl, you got titties and all, you know, he had the chesticles out. He had, you know, he was doing his thing. Let it's Lenny Kravitz. On mute. I don't want the world hearing me drool. Right <laughs> All right. My second hint, Jim. Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Oh, I like Jason Siegel a lot. And I also like shows centered on therapy. A la a previous hidden gem of mine in treatment that I'm still hoping has another season. So I have my eye on this drop coming out. And Jason stars along with Harrison Ford and Jessica Williams, who I also love. Jason plays a grieving therapist who starts to break the rules by telling his patients exactly what he thinks. There are two episodes out currently, and I want to say new episodes drop on Fridays. So I'm looking forward to seeing the continuation of this series. My third is a show called Extraordinary on Hulu. I stumbled upon this show, didn't know anything about it, but the premise was really interesting. It's set in a world in which people acquire a superpower on or around their 18th birthday, except for our main character, Jen. The first season is out. It's eight 30-minute episodes. Not her being Maribel. <laughs> it's eight 30-minute episodes. Guys, I really feel like this is a one to check out and let me know what you think my honorable mention 
So I was seeing tweets about Jonah Hill because of you people. And I saw a recommendation for a documentary he did on his therapist on Netflix called Stuts. As I mentioned, I gravitate towards content on therapy. So I definitely wanted to give this a watch. And it was interesting, especially to see a patient turn the tables on their therapist and the dynamic that they had because of that, right? So I also just got some great gems of advice from this psychiatrist who's highlighted uh, Phil Stutz. I probably need to watch it again just to utilize and write down some of the tools he provided. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a really well done um, documentary. So definitely check that one out as well. Like I said, it's Stutz on Netflix. And I apologize that for my first section of Hidden Gems and Black History Month, these are not blacker, but I will do better next time. All right, Delora, what you got? I have two Hidden Gems this week. One is not hidden at all because it is HBO's number one show, The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. There are are only three episodes that are available and this third episode man oh man oh man so episode two fucked me up i'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah so i was a fan of the walking dead and i was in it until glenn and if you know you know okay but and then life happens, you know what I mean? Like you used to watch Scandal and then stuff got too too stressful and you kind of don't want to watch that type of stuff. So, you know, watching zombies was just not a thing for me after a while too. And so I was a little hesitant getting into this series, but it's starting to get really good. And this last episode is the one that I want to highlight. And it really worn my heart and ripped my heart out in the same hour uh <laughs> sheesh so you really you trying to take watch, us on an emotional roller coaster don't they you? really are the, this is the episode that really hooked me i guess i should say available on hbo check it out it's it's appointment television y'all because if you don't watch it live you'll be hearing about it on social media my second hidden gem is a song. It's music. It is from this young African-American actor. His name is Jacob Lattimore. You've seen him on the show The Shy. He's also in the recent reboot for House Party. But uh, he's a singer. He's I didn't singer. love that movie, though. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and he sings R&B. But this latest song with a video called Selfish, has some Afro, Afrobeat infusion situation going on, and it's so good. Lyrically, it doesn't speak to my life, but <laughs> the dancing, the singing, the beats, it's a vibe. You know me, I love all types of music. I love everything from K-pop <laughs> to, some, to some country to some emo rock and roll and this right here is a song that i think you'll enjoy so that's all i have for today ashley all righty kids well we appreciate you sticking with us for our recap of you people feel free to shoot us some comments share this episode out we appreciate you guys leave us a rating or a review on apple and spotify 
and we'll keep this train going. So we'll be back with our next Quick Headlines and Hot Topics episode. In the meantime, be blessed. Bye.